Today's episode is sponsored by an upcoming movie called If. We don't go to the theater a lot as a family, mostly because it's tough to find a movie we're all going to like, but If is one of those movies. It comes out in theaters May 17th. I saw the trailer the other day, and we ended up watching the trailer multiple times to check out all the different imaginary friends that are in it. Some of them are what you would think an imaginary friend would be like, a nice-looking monster kind of. But other ones are so random, like this one that's a knight and one's a dragon and one is just a banana. And it gets wilder too, but I'm not going to spoil it all for you. The movie is about this girl who can see imaginary friends. And she goes on this magical adventure to reconnect forgotten imaginary friends with their kids. I know me and my kids are going to enjoy going to the theater for this one. And the cast has tons of our favorite performers like Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph, Matt Damon, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt. John Krasinski wrote the movie inspired by his own kid's imagination to be funny and exciting for all ages. It looks like a real slam dunk. The movie If releases in theaters May 17th and we are totally going, so check it out. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Kids Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Phil Bechtel. Today, I want to start by addressing a listener question. One listener from Redmond, Washington, named Safe, wants to know what happened to the Red Dragon at the end of the Saving Tubes' stories. Was he injured? And that's a good question, Safe. I never did go into detail about what happened to the Red Dragon. But I can assure you he was utterly defeated. He was completely destroyed. The Red Dragon would have never stopped fighting and attacking, And it was the only choice the ninjas had. Thanks for that question, Safe. And thanks for listening to the podcast. Today's story is the beginning of an epic quest. The biggest story ever featured on the Kids Stories podcast. A story filled with danger, battles, hordes of evil creatures, and of course, some silly jokes. Today's story is titled... The Southern Swamp's Rescue, Part 1. The Art of Tracking. This story takes us back to the academy, where new students Mallory and Calvin are getting used to their life at the school for unusually talented children. Calvin is in the courtyard learning how to harness his speed in combat with Master Rapido. Mallory is in chemistry class, learning the fine art of mixing potions and tinctures and their loyal dog Chewie is napping in the sunlight somewhere on campus. On this particular day, there is an emergency of sorts in the land, and, as usual, Professor Pilsen will offer the help of the Academy students. Professor Pilsen has pulled the students from their classes, and everyone is gathered in the courtyard to hear his announcements. Students, there has been an incident near the Green Forest. Two young sisters have gone missing and have been gone for nearly a day now. Classes are canceled for the rest of the day. Master Rapido is handing out maps now. You will be put into groups and assigned an area to use the tracking skills you have been learning here at the academy. He told the students, as Mr. Rapido, Master Rapido handed out the maps to the group leaders. Mallory raised her hand. Professor, me and Calvin haven't had any tracking classes yet. Of course. 
That's why I've paired you two with some of our best trackers. You'll be learning from them. Pay close attention, Price children. This is a very serious matter. Mia, Junie, Tulsi, I expect the best from you. We must find these missing sisters. Mallory smiled at the girls, excited to be in a group with them. Mia returned a little grin. She knew the dangers of these missions and was determined to find the missing girls. Everyone gathered their searching gear, including tents and enough food for three full days. All of the students at the academy would canvas the area near where the girls went missing. The group traveled for a couple hours until they reached their search area. Remember, guys, it's not just about looking, it's about finding, Mia said. The things we're looking for won't always be easily seen, and we need to pay close attention. Calvin noticed Chewie sniffing at the ground and looking perplexed. He walked closer and moved some leaves out of the way so he could see the soil. What kind of tracks are these? he asked. I don't think I've ever seen them before. Oh, probably just bear coons or something, said Junie. Let me see. Junie crouched down really close to the animal tracks and squinted. Mia, come check this out. Soon, everyone was crouched down, hunched over these animal tracks that Calvin and Chewie had found. You don't think, began Juniper. Those couldn't be. Ooh, tree beast tracks, said Tulsi. I've never seen tree beast tracks. Just to be sure, Mia pulled out a handy animal tracks guide that she packed. She never really needed to use the book anymore. The girls knew all about animal tracks, but the tree beast was a rare and elusive creature. Most people living in the Northlands went their entire life without seeing their tracks or even the creatures themselves. Not that anyone would ever want to see a tree beast. They were as deadly as they were beautiful. It is confirmed Mia. These are tree beast tracks. Are we in danger? asked Mallory. Probably not, said Junie. Tree beasts only really come out at night. These were probably from last night. Mia noted that the tracks looked like the beasts were running, so they needed to see if they could identify what they were chasing and make sure it wasn't the two lost sisters. All right, guys, sweep away the leaves on the ground gently. Search for kid tracks anywhere near here, said Mia. You mean like these, said Calvin from a few trees away. Again, everyone huddled over these tracks that Calvin had found and noticed that they did seem to be from two little human feet. This isn't good, said Mia. If the tree beasts were chasing after the girls, it means that they felt threatened. Maybe they had a baby beast with them or something. We need to follow these tracks quickly and find out where they lead. When this mission began, the group was happy to be out with each other, and they felt excited about working together. But now, everything had turned much more serious, and the kids got a lot more focused. They followed the tracks until they came to a steep ravine, like, like a really steep hill. Mia noticed how the kids' shoe prints seemed to stop suddenly and dig into the dirt, like they were running fast and tried to stop but couldn't. The kids slowly and very carefully scooted on their butts down the very steep slope. There were rocks and bushes and shrubs, and they all saw evidence that the girls had in fact fallen down the hill. Look at all these broken branches that go right down this path, 
noticed Mallory. I bet one of the kids fell right down this way. Yeah, but I haven't noticed any blood or anything, so maybe they didn't get banged up too bad, added Calvin. Good tracking, guys, said Mia. Let's get down this hill and keep going. Unfortunately, the trail went pretty, pretty cold after that. The girls' footprints led to a stone wall, just the flat surface of this massive boulder. This doesn't make any sense, said Juniper. These footprints lead right up to here. It looks like they shuffle around for a bit, but then nothing. No sign of a struggle either, like they just disappeared. Oh, no. What is it, said Mia as she rushed over. Right there in the soil were more tree beast tracks. The kids had thought that maybe the tree beasts gave up their chase once the girls fell down the hill. They were hoping that once they rolled down to the bottom of the hill, they were maybe injured and found shelter or were waiting to be rescued. But the tree beast tracks suggested a different end. The group was silent for a moment, and then Calvin again noticed Chewie acting strange. He was sitting down and just staring at the large stone boulder. Right where there were these huge leafy vines hanging down. Big, thick vines as big around as your wrist. And the leaves on them were kind of spiky on the edges and as big as your head. Calvin slowly walked up to the boulder and carefully pushed some vines out of the way. Right behind those vines was an opening. The rest of the kids heard the rustling and looked over to see the hidden entrance to a cave. Calvin, you found a hidden cave, said Mallory. Again, the kids all huddled around their new discovery. Should we go in? asked Mallory. Everyone looked at Mia, who was the oldest and was the leader of the group. We have to. There's no time to go get help. Stay together. Tulsi blew into her hands to make some magic light puffs that followed them around as they entered the cave. The kids could all see the tracks on the cave floor. There were the tracks of two young kids and the tracks of a few tree beasts. Before anyone asked, Mia whispered, Tree beasts never live in caves. They always live in trees. If they're in here, we would have heard them by now. Tulsi used her magic to make more light puffs. There was only one cave tunnel. It didn't branch off or have any other hallways. It went a short distance and came to a small room, a room that looked like it had been a wizard's spell room or something. There were ancient-looking tables and glass beakers and a few weapons. Everything was covered in a thick layer of dust. Nothing had been touched in here for years and years and years. Is anyone in here? said Mia, hoping that the lost girls were hiding somewhere in this room. We're here to help. The kids listened. Nothing. Silence. The lost girls were not in this room. This doesn't make sense, said Tulsi, looking around. Obviously, the tracks lead right to this room. There's got to be a hidden passageway or something. There's no other place for them to have gone. Once again, Calvin noticed Chewie checking something out. He was looking at an ancient mirror, a huge oval-shaped mirror. This mirror was attached to a stand and was taller than any of the kids. 
Chewie was looking at it with his head turned just a little bit, the way dogs do when they're curious about something. And Calvin swore he noticed the mirror glowing. But not a lot, just a very faint glow. Hey, said Calvin, turn off those glowing puffs for just a minute, would ya? Tulsi raised her hand with her palm out, and all of the floating glow puffs snapped dark, and the room went nearly pitch black, except for a faint ring around the oval mirror. It was glowing blue, but just a tiny bit, so lightly that they didn't notice it with the light of the other glow puffs Tulsi had made. Chewie made a huffing sound and stood up on all four paws. Chewie? Chewie, come, said Calvin, noticing that Chewie seemed a little too curious, but it was too late. Chewie bounded forward, and with one quick leap, he jumped up and right into the mirror. There was a faint yellow burst, and he was gone, just like that. Mia saw Calvin motion toward the mirror and said, Don't go into the magic mirror, Calvin. Calvin didn't think twice. He stepped right into the mirror after his beloved dog. What did I just say? exclaimed Mia. Never enter the magic mirror. And he just walked right into the magic mirror. That's like magic stuff 101. Don't ever walk into a magic mirror. Ugh. Mallory walked up to the mirror, put her hand on the frame, and peered into it. You can't go in there, Mallory, said Mia. My dog and my brother went into the magic mirror. You know I'm going in there to get them, Mallory said. And anyway, the lost girls probably went in there too, don't you think? Mia hadn't really considered that, and it made a lot of sense. Juniper gave Mia a serious look and said, Never split the party, Mia. We gotta go and bring them back. Bring them all back. One of Mia's biggest strengths as a leader was her ability to listen to others. She scribbled something onto the dirt floor and said, You're right. Let's go. But just to be clear, this is the exception, not the rule. The rule is never enter a magic mirror. Say it back to me. Never, Never enter, enter a magic, magic mirror. mirror. All right. Now, let's enter this magic mirror. And one by one, Mallory, Mia, Juniper, and Tulsi all stepped into the magic mirror, into the unknown. The end. Thanks for listening to the first episode in this amazing new series. Before you go, I want to let you know that I'm totally giving away stickers and clings from the Kid Stories podcast. And I also have some cool Dropkick Kitty Cat notebooks. Just have your adults send me an email, just like that. I think it would be great if my loyal listeners had some cool gear to show off to their friends. Thanks again for listening. Adios, guys. <laughs>